everyone. Live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live. My name is Grace and my co-hosts today are Zoe, Bajek and Sadie. Our special guest today is Gaia. Hi Gaia, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, Gaia, you're a doctor in epidemiology. Can you explain to us a bit about the projects you have taken part of in the last few years? Sure. Um, so I embarked my uh, research career in cancer research, especially in skin cancer research. And I predominantly did all of my um, you know, skin cancer research work in Sydney Uni. And um, that's where kind of I started off working in the field and then ended up doing a PhD in that field. Um, and then recently I have joined Monash Uni and I have um, uh, conducted a, a registry. I've managed a registry. It's the Lymphoma and Related Diseases Registry. So we collect de- um, data from all of the Australia on lymphoma patients and their journey through lymphoma. And then we use that data to do projects. And um, currently I have actually moved away from research into kind of facilitating research and I work for Melbourne Uni now um, for Melbourne Academic Centre for Health and what my role in um, my role in this new position is to make sure um, hospitals and research institutes work together and they collaborate together and they um, translate their research into clinical practice. So now I am slightly removed from doing the actual research but making sure everybody's um, collaborating and doing, conducting um, work, uh, you know, collaboratively. Mm -hmm. So is there any, like, current projects you are working on in the university or? Um, Currently I am, um, you know, looking after a couple of committees that are within the university. So we are, you know, within um, MAC, Melbourne Academic Centre for Health, we look after... um, different committees such as a committee that looks after molecular imaging um, work, a committee that looks after sustainability in healthcare, and um, there's also another committee, you know, uh, different committees within MAC. So we, um, what we do is we manage their, um, you know, we bring them together and we look after them in facilitating their work and making sure that, um, you know, they work collaboratively and the research that we they do is, you know, is um, translated across the, um, you know, the partners that are within MAC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Zoe. Uh, who or what sparked your interest in this career path? Um, yeah, so to, to be quite honest, when I started, um, I wanted to do medicine and I wanted to go into, so I started my journey in medical science and, um, you know, I have starting a degree in a particular, you know, medical science and then what it turns into is something different. So what happened is during my course of uh, doing my degree, I decided that I wanted to do research. So I have um, then saw all the other um, senior researchers in my role. And I think when I started doing research, I was able to see department heads, head of schools, head of university, I mean, head of departments at um, universities, all 
um, being female. So that really inspired me to say, hey, I, I can give this a go. I can, yeah. I can become a head of, a, um, you know, a research team. Um, and that is, so, you know, not particularly any particular person as such, but I think I've found inspiration along the way um, looking at senior um, uh, females uh, in my area. Um, but there are a few names that come to mind, um, especially uh, like um, someone like Margaret Evans Gallia, who uh, works at um, Rehi, uh, Walter and Eliza Health Institute, and she set up um, a um, women in STEM uh, group. And, uh, you know, that kind of, you know, when you see those kind of women who are in the field, but not just only doing their job, but trying to make pathways for other uh, women. That's very inspirational for me to, um, you know, see that they are doing that. So yeah. those kind of, um, yeah, I think I've found inspiration in a lot of different people, so not just one particular person. But, you know, this is just some people that come to my mind. Yeah. My name's Bajek. You started here at Academy. How has this Mercy School influenced you in your work? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> so um, so <laughs> I have to say that I was quite a bit of a science nerd when I was studying here. <laughs> I did all sciences <laughs> for my year 12 and I think um, the teachers especially have been very instrumental in terms of making sure that they bring the full potential of a student and also, um, you know, the uh, resources and the activities that we've got involved in, in terms of not just in our syllabus, but outside, that's helped us, helped me kind of think outside the box. And I would also say, um, you know, the electives you guys have, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> it's very amazing. I still talk about it years down the track. You know, I don't even know if you guys have darkroom magic. Do you still have that photography? No. So we mm. used to do that where we used to take photos and go back behind scenes and develop the photos and take it out. Wow. Like I do the whole developing process. That's so cool. And like, you know, that kind of like, you know, I'm like, oh, I can do that as a hobby. We used to do clay. Yeah, so like just not focusing just on the main syllabus but kind of branching out and giving us opportunity to also express our creativity, our arts, I think that's all really helped yeah. me in um, kind of, you know, also sometimes thinking outside the box. Mm. Yeah. Um, how do you feel you've contributed to creating a better community through your work? Um, so I have, um, so when I first started off, I used to, um, when I was doing my master's, I used to do teaching at the university. So I was um, teaching the medical stu uh, students in, um, you know, the cancer research section. And I've also worked as a um, Tamil healthcare pro uh, interpreter. So I have worked um, with patients. So while I was doing my PhD, this is like little side jobs that I've done to help me with my PhD uh, in terms of uh, supplementing the finance side of things. And um, so I worked as an interpreter. And then I also have... Um, you know, my PhD work, um, what I have written up and is available now on the university 
of Sydney um, <coughs> Library, you know, future um, students who want to do uh, research in skin cancer work can use my work as a platform to do further studies. So in research, you know, um, we all work, take other, I mean, look at other people's work and then use that to kind of do, a, you know, different type of work. And without research or without innovation, there is, you know, like the advancement that we have in um, medical field or in healthcare field won't, um, won't be happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, what challenges or setbacks have you experienced throughout your career? Um, yes. Um, challenges, um, I think when you're starting off, um, going into science field, it's very varied. It's very big and there's a lot of ways and, um, you know, you can do science and do other jobs. But I think what's um, <clears throat> been a kind of a challenge is to have a, a proper mentorship. So mm -hmm. to have earlier on someone who's mentoring you or like a, a, a someone who you can, you can go in to kind of ask about um, – you know, your pathways, your career pathways or what you can do. And, you know, even getting consultation on, oh, is PhD really going to help me, you know, with what I want to do? Um, I think I kind of blindly embarked on that journey in <laughs> trying to do PhD and thinking that that's the, you know, kind of steps I need to take. However, like there is, you know, you know, I could have taken a different um, um Way. Yeah. And um, also, uh, I think the setbacks would be like recently being a mum myself would be um, taking that career break. So in research, everything is measured by publication and grant funding. So um, and you need to constantly be in the game. Mm -hmm. So when you take some time off and then come back, and then you've kind of missed out on a year of public publishing work or getting some grant, you kind of get a little bit of setback. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of mindset needs to change in science and be mm -hmm. accommodating to women who are going off to starting their family yeah. and making sure that, you know, when they come back, they're not kind of, you know, starting all over again or starting one year behind again. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live, live from Academy, Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Grace and my co-hosts today are Zoe, Bajek and Sadie. Our special guest today is Gaia. Um, oh, Gaia, have any of these challenges come about from being a woman in this field? Um, <clears throat> yes, uh, these challenges, so um, yeah. Uh, being a woman um, and yeah, kind of reiterating the um, fact that you need to kind of take some time off to, you know, go on maternity leave and coming back. But in saying that, now working for universities, um, you know, there is equal um, parental leave arrangements for males and females. All the females tend to take that more um, because of biological reasons. Um, there are... I'm seeing more and more, even within my friends and peers, that males are stepping in and taking that time off for women and saying, hey, you know, you can go back to work and I can 
kind of take care of the kid for yeah. Neil. Mm-hmm. So even though there are challenges, I think we are evolving um, and there are a lot more um, flexibility um, within workplaces in um, making them family friendly. So like working from home arrangements and, you know, uh, even childcare facilities and things like that, which makes it easier for women to come back to workforce um, sooner rather than later. And also I think there is a big understanding within the field to say, hey, it is important to let people, come, women come back and join the workforce and encourage them. And there have been leadership programs specially designed for women um, within Monash and women within Sydney Uni while I was um, working there. Um, and these programs help women kind of um, do, um, you know, uh, like get f- um, further trained into taking on um, senior leadership roles or management roles. So these kind of things help um, women coming back, not only having missed out on their opportunity, but, um, you know, kind of get back in and, and do what they want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any projects you're particularly <coughs> looking forward to in the future in your work? Um, currently in my work, I have... Um, I've just recently started this role, so I am looking forward to um, setting up a, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, my portfolio within the Melbourne Academic Centre for Health. Um, I am looking forward to, we are also, um, you know, uh, working with Aboriginal leaders in the, um, uh, within MAC, and we have, um, you know, culturally diverse group um, kind of giving us feedback on how to do research even with diverse populations. So that's another thing that I am particularly interested about um, because when you do research, for example, if you're doing a particular type of cardiovascular research and say the predominantly the, the group of patients that you want to recruit is in you know, a particular population that is non-English speaking, we tend to not um, include them into our trials because it's hard to, you know, get the information across. We need to have interpreters and so on. So what we are trying to do is now build a resources for healthcare professionals as well as researchers to how to combat that and how to work with this culturally diverse population, how to make sure they are included into all the research work that we are doing. So this is something that I'm really um, passionate about doing and we are currently having a you know uh, a group that kind of drives that yeah what advice would you give to young women interested in your area of work or generally uh yeah uh so taking from my experience I went into this um you know uh medical science thinking yes I want to do medical science I'm going to medicine and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that and by this age I'm going to be at this age uh you know doing this I think scrap all that uh, because life just throws different things at you mm. and what you think is a job now, by the time you are 10 years, it will would have evolved because technology is moving fast, you know, um, innovation and advancement is moving fast. So, um, you know, the type of roles that exist now might not even exist yeah. in future. So... 
keep an open mind. Make sure you don't put yourself into a box saying, this is what I want to do. Explore your options and give everything a go. And basically, you know, that you don't know where that takes you. So I thought I might become a professor or something, but I'm actually enjoying doing research management work now. So, you know, you evolve, you also evolve as a person. Yeah. So be open to that and making sure that you grab every opportunity that you're given with your and, um, you know, make the most of it. Yeah, that's really good advice. Um, you mentioned that you were really interested in sciences when you were in high school. Mm. Were you, was that always the case for you or had that changed throughout your time? <coughs> no, it's, it's I'm always. a science geek at <laughs> yeah. Sorry to say, but I'm a science geek at yeah. Um, I do. So my husband does say that I have a very creative side. So yeah. I wish I could have con- incorporated my science side and my, so I used to do drama and I used to be part of the dance here. I used to do like any yeah. elective <laughs> other than, you know, the, like that's yeah. out, very out there. I used to take it. So, and I still do dancing. Yeah. And I, that's like, so you have this you know, professional side that you do and then you have your creative side that you kind of go away and feed your creative mind. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm very, very um, impressed and happy to see that you guys have this elective. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a wonderful opportunity for you to also, you know, bring out this side of you. Yeah. Um, yep. So that's all we have time for today. Thank you to our guest, Gaia. It has been a great pleasure talking to you today. Live from Academy of Mary Immaculate in Melbourne, Australia, you have been listening to Be Like Her Live on Academy Live. My name is Grace and my co-host today was Zoe, Bajek and Sadie. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day.